1: If you are in the London area, we'll be doing a live podcast this Friday night at King's Place at King's Cross, where we will be uh, forensically examining the 1987 shoot annual. It's going to be cracking. certainly is. If you turn up, it's the sort of thing you'll talk about forever, like the Sex Pistols album.
0: Yeah, we were there. That's what you'll be telling your disinterested That's grandkids. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this, this is it!
1: This is Top Flight Time Machine, my name is Andy Dawson. My name is Sam Delaney. Very good. And this is our um, Monday look back at the previous weekend's hot soccer action. Mm. Has it been an exciting weekend in the Premier League for yourself, Sam?
0: Alright, let's get it out of the way. Listen, I didn't go to the game because right. I, because I... Um,
1: it just couldn't I, be possible. No, I was,
0: I was working, and so I gave my right. tickets to a Wolves fan.
1: Right, okay.
0: Uh, and um, he went uh, with his wife and child. And is he
1: an excitable Wolves fan? Did he sort of leap out of his seat? Well, on the it's, went, someone,
0: it? it's someone who we both know very well. It's Alex Lowe, the comedy actor, who is oh, right, best, yeah. best known for his character, Barry from Watford, and yeah. also does the introduction to our other podcast, News Thing. Check anyway. It out. His son's, a, his son's a Wolves fan, so which has made him a sort of a semi-Wolves fan as well, because he takes his son right. to all the games. I gave him my tickets because I had to work, and uh, I did say to him, listen, you're going to get three points, because I had a strong feeling. You know, we spoke about Wolves the last few weeks and how we think they're a decent, well-organised team who know what they're doing. Yeah. And we, we are a not-decent, badly-organised team who don't know what we're doing, and yeah. so it was all set up for them to come and do a job on us and they very nearly didn't you know i mean we did nearly score a couple of times but that was not by virtue of any good plan by the manager or anything else it was by virtue of fact that we do have some very good players who it, e- even when they're fair, not trying can just do something
1: to be fair it did look like an exciting match from the highlights that i saw on match of the yeah day. there was
0: some good chances I and actually it, managed, it, it, I, was, I was doing a show on talk radio, but I managed to get the live feed on a screen. Right. So I was half watching it. So, I, I mean, if you listen to my show, which I, <laughs> sincere, I sincerely hope that no one of any influence did, uh, I was completely distracted throughout by just watching the games. <laughs> I saw a lot of it and it was good. But, you know, I don't know if you saw Alan Shearer absolutely give West Ham's players both barrels on Match of the Day. I mean, in by Shearer's yeah. standards, it was an absolute demolition job. And judging by Twitter and just mates of mine, I've not seen one West Ham fan object to anything he said. I mean, well, it, was, that was it, 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 it was vicious, it, but everyone just held their hands up and said, yeah, you're right.
1: Well, yeah, it was vicious, but it was also backed up with, with visual evidence of players <laughs> yeah, not was. tracking back and just standing yeah. around in the centre circle and uh, just letting Wolves come at them in the final third and all that kind of thing. So you you got know, to, you to can't ask can't yourself, really I know
0: we live in a knee-jerk world, you know, and it's silly, but you've got to ask yourself, like, Manuel Pellegrini, what is he doing? Because people will say, well, it takes time. There's a lot of new players. He's trying to completely rebuild. And that's all true. And it's not easy. But no one said it was going to be easy, Andy. And this is the <laughs> Premier League these days. You come in and you don't have much time to get things sorted out. So if you sign 10 players, you've got to have your eyes open when you do that and know that that's going to be a challenge that you've got to get your head around. No one's saying, oh, well, we'll give you till halfway through the season. Because halfway through the season, you could be totally fucked.
1: We could well be, the way things are going at the minute.
0: Yeah. So you the might... question is, Andy Dawson, what do we do? At what point is it Pellegrini? What time does the tree man have to be chopped down?
1: <laughs> what? Time? When will the tree man be felled and chopped up for logs? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you've got to give him another another possibly four weeks, probably till the next international break, because yeah. you, you can only delude yourself for so long that something's going to get better when it really isn't, mm. and then... You you need to turn to either David Moyes again, or, yeah. or bring back Sam Allardyce Big because Sam. that's that's what you need. You need a Ooh. firefighter.
0: You, you know, who I was um, this is a silly idea, but I was watching goals on Sunday yesterday, and the Tinker Man was on. And oh I was yeah, eating, he just won the league with a, a club that probably had less resource than West Ham. Yeah. And he's out of he's out of a job and he was sitting there as they all do. I mean basically anyone who appears on Goals on Sunday does so as an applicant to say I am here and I'm available, yeah, available for, work. for work, yeah. And he, he explicitly said that. He said I wanna get back to work. <laughs> and I mean, I dunno, stranger appointments have happened. I mean when he was appointed at Leicester people laughed. They thought it was he was a busted flush. Yeah. And it was a joke appointment but I don't know, I look at Manuel Pellegrini and he, he, doesn't, he doesn't look like a sort of a passionate manager who's going to get him going in the dressing room and but get him up for the fight.
1: Is, is, is the tinker man not of the same cloth as Pellegrini, a manager who can manage when things are going well? Because if you remember, when Ranieri took over at Leicester, it was on the back of Nigel Pearson's incredible mm. salvage from relegation where he took them on a brilliant run in the second half of the season. So the players had their heads up they knew yep. what they were doing. Ranieri yep. just kind of took it to the next level. So yep. you know, Pellegrini is similarly one of those managers who can't deal with a team that isn't doing bad, that isn't doing well. Mm. He's used to coming in, spending a lot of money at a big club and keeping them up there. Yeah, I think, you're right. I, I think that you know, Benitez, I hear what you're saying.
0: We need um, Nigel Pearson.
1: Yeah, you do. I think I think Benitez is the same at Newcastle. I think Benitez is underachieving at Newcastle considering the amount of money he, he has spent in the last sort of three years. But we'll, we'll get out of Newcastle later on. But I think there's a certain breed of manager who are not cut out for scrapping yeah, away at diff- the bottom.
0: different managers and, for different clubs. Although you could say, well, yeah, look at... He's come in and, you know, it was two years ago, the amount of money he's been allowed to spend and who he's been able to spend it on would be something that you would equate or associate with a Champions League side. So he's been given the ability to build this team of his own. He can't say, oh, I came in and just had a load of shit. He's, yeah. built, he's built a team, all the players were his own choice, and he can't get anything out of them. They literally don't know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, you're that's right. It.
0: It's got it's got to be more. It's got to be Moyes or or Allardyce. It's uh, going to have to be
1: the the Pellegrini appointment was was like a sort of an ambitious one, it's mm. but a pretentious one. It's yeah, kind of it saying that's the level of of stature that we deserve to be at. So yeah. we'll get that kind of manager in, and that will automatically happen. But in truth, Pellegrini just needed a job.
0: You know what's interesting is that. Um yeah, you're right. He did want a job. There was not, oh, yeah, West Ham, what a great club. I want to work at West Yeah, West Ham. exactly. Right. Uh, always,
1: as a boy, I dreamed of yeah. managing at Upton Park.
0: But the thing is, you know, it, it occurred to me when I was watching the highlights yesterday or whenever it was, I thought we genuinely, when I was a kid, we genuinely were a lot of people's second team because people thought they're a good traditional family club. They play attractive football. They've had, you know, people like Trevor Brookin and Alan Devonshire and players that it's kind of easy to like. Yeah. like. And we were a, a well-liked club. And now I look at us and I think everyone wants us to go down. <laughs>
1: I every, will be... every,
0: every, every neutral would love it if West yeah. Ham went down because yeah. they symbolise a lot of what's wrong with football. Yeah. You know, the, the the money they've spent, the way that they've kind of got a sense of entitlement based on very little evidence, yeah, and the, the way that our fans who used to... There was, a, there was a young... I mean, I know everyone moans about the younger generation of fans at their club, but we used to pride ourselves on the fact... I mean, when we lost 4-1 to Forest in the FA Cup semi-final in 90 or 91 or whatever, and we sang Billy Bonds's Claret Blue Army from beginning to end... And it even got louder the more goals that went in against us. <laughs> it was quite proud, West Ham, because we were sort of, we kind of had a good sense of humour and accepted the fact that we got turned over quite regularly and had a, had a you know, good sense of who we were. Yeah. And uh, now there is a generation of fans who, who are irritating because they think that we should be, they've got some sense that we should have more than, than what we've got.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I used the word pretentious there earlier on, and that's what it is. It's a pretension about the, the whole stadium. There's a yeah. pretension about... There's delusions of grandeur from Sullivan and Brady and Gould. They, they, they think that they should be at a higher level than they actually are at, but they're not putting the work in. They're not capable of doing what needs to be done oh, to get the uh, club to that level.
0: They want shortcuts as well, don't they? Yeah, They want yeah. shortcuts. And the thing is... Yeah, it's just annoying. And it's It's all the things that West Ham used to criticise Tottenham for. I mean, Tottenham now have become an established Champions League side. But for many years, West Ham fans found them so annoying because they had these delusions (laughs) of grandeur and always put themselves up, like very casually would mention themselves in the same breath as Manchester United and Liverpool and Arsenal. And they thought they were this huge club, but they really had nothing to sort of support that. And I'm not saying that we now regard ourselves as in that higher echelon, but we do regard ourselves as more than just a team who fight relegation every season, which, let's be honest, is exactly what we've done ever since we've been back in the Premier League for the last eight years or however long it's been.
1: What what kind of pedigree is there at West Ham? What have you ever done league-wise? You came third once, I think, didn't you?
0: Third is our highest ever position.
1: And you won the FA Cup in 1980?
0: We won the FA Cup three times. We won the Cup Winners' Cup and we won the World Cup. Uh, I know yeah, that's something that annoys people, but, but we, we produced a generation of players that had a huge influence, and so we, you know, it, beyond what we've won, we're a club that, as a sort of a, you know, did have an iconic status. But you know, the iconic status earned by the likes of Bobby Moore, Billy Bonds, or Trevor Brookin, or even after that, you know, Di or whoever, uh, now is sort of being. Washed away completely. See,
1: see, now you're beginning to annoy me slightly with the stuff that you're saying, and that that that's that's basically what you've just said. It's it's that it's that delusion of grandeur You've you've said that basically West Ham changed football. Or no, we had a big we level. had a big
0: influence for a while on football. And you've just haven't got
1: any self awareness. You just you just propagating those myths again, and you're you're seeing them now. No, we're not. I mean. No,
0: we're not saying, oh, we're like Manchester United or Liverpool and we won loads of things and we're an important club. I'm just saying we knew our place and it was, you know, a a club who weren't particularly successful but had had influence in other ways on football. That's what we think.
1: To be fair, I did, in 1981, I did have a pair of West Ham pyjamas.
0: Well, there you go then. Say no more. Case closed.
1: You see, see that that second team thing, it was after you'd won the FA Cup in 1980 as the underdogs.
0: Yeah, exactly. We, we, we were plucky underdogs. People like yeah. that about us. But now we're not plucky underdogs. We're fucky underdogs.
1: Also, the, the pyjamas were made of 100% nylon and oh. generated a lot of static electricity on the carpet when I played football in them. So I yeah, didn't really... And
0: so much sweat as well.
1: Yeah, a lot of that. So,
0: um... And my mum used to say, I always wanted these nylon superhero pants that were popular when I was at primary school. Yeah, they had you, there was a, you could buy a set of them from Woolies or whatever, and they had you know Superman, Batman, etc. And uh, I said I want them, and my <coughs> mum was really snobby about strange round things. She went, "You're not having nylon pants, you're having <laughs> co- cotton pants." And I went, "What's the matter with nylon pants?" And do you know what she told me? Well, so she said, uh, "Round our way, there was always lots of scare stories about people either falling in the river because we live by the River Thames." or falling on the railway tracks, because there was a railway track next to our school. And there was loads of horror stories that the the adults, parents and teachers, would love to propagate and go on about, because they thought, it will scare the bejesus out of them and stop them playing on the railway lines. My mum told me that a kid in some of those nylon superhero pants had fallen onto the railway line when he was mucking around, where he shouldn't have been, and had been fried. And when they stripped his clothes off him, the pants had melted into his body
1: <laughs> oh,
0: and that's what she did hell. and really she just didn't want to fucking spend money on expensive branded pants so yeah. she told me a horror story about those pants being melted into the corpse of a child on a railway track
1: haven't we got previous with you and costumes did you not regularly have costumes as a child fancy
0: I dre- dress I d- I, dressed, I dressed up as Dick Turpin that was it yeah yeah i got a dick turpin hat from the dressing up shop i don't know why you found that so weird i was just really into dick turpin so i got a dick turpin hat it's not weirder than you having a pair of west ham gym jams
1: just the hat or did you have the mask as well
0: no uh no because dick turpin didn't wear a mask he he tied a bandana a red bandana around his mouth and who
1: wore uh, the mask then
0: I don't know, like, that's more sort of D'Artagnan no, stuff. No, I've
1: got stuff. a... Vi- I, hang on. Zorro,
0: got, you're thinking of fucking Zorro.
1: I've got a visual image of Richard O'Sullivan with an eye mask on.
0: No, if you on watch Saturday it, tea what, time. What, 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 one of the things that was really cool about him was that he had a red spotted bandana. I remember that, yeah. That he tied around his face. And that was what was yeah. cool. And, and, and you'd see him and he'd be in the woods on his horse, Black Bess. And then he'd see yeah. someone posh come by in a carriage, and he'd like his move was he'd pull the bandana up over his face and then yeah. come out of the, uh, the bushes. Yeah. So it was very much bandana, and I did have a bandana, but that it was like more of a, like a sort of a neckerchief of my mum's <laughs> that I would tie around myself.
1: I wonder if it's out on DVD. I could definitely see all
0: of that. I've got it on DVD, and it's really watchable. You just like they're half-hour episodes, but each of them are really compelling stories.
1: Right. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, get it, mate. Get it bought.
1: £13.75, uh, five-disc box set. Yeah, I'm having
0: don't e- don't later, even right. Don't even think a second for that longer. It's, it's as, absolutely top-class entertainment. As yeah,
1: soon as we finish this, I'm going to buy that. Anyway, yeah. uh, this football podcast... So that's where Stan. We're probably
0: going down unless we change manager. That's the long shot short yeah, bit. I know that, that makes me one of these fickle, pathetic bands who wants managers out, but yeah. you're right. The appointment was a stupid <laughs> appointment. We need to get rid now before it's too late because we spent 100 million quid. We can't afford for it to go wrong.
1: Yeah, totally. At the opposite end of the table, a team that's won their first four matches, but I think will get relegated, Watford. What? You think they'll get relegated? I think think it's one of those those things where a team has a really, really good start and then it all goes to shit. Yeah, you've seen it
0: happen before, yeah.
1: You have. And I think it's going to happen with Watford, even though but they look really good.
0: Where are your clues? I haven't got any, it's just a hunch. It's just that instinct. It's, I tits them.
1: It, it's one of those things like, you know, on TalkSport where someone just comes out with a controversial opinion just for the sake of saying something. Yeah. Uh, it's just that. It's based on hot air and nothing else.
0: Yeah, but, I did at the um, beginning of the season, though. I looked at them and I thought, I think this might be their season where they struggle. They've got complacent. Um, But then they've got off to this amazing start. I mean, when they went 1-0 down against Spurs, I fancied Spurs yesterday either way. And then when they went 1-0 down, I thought, that's it. That's it, it's over. And then I didn't watch. I had to walk home. And I walked home with the kids from my mum's. And when I got home, it was 2-1. And I couldn't fucking believe my eyes.
1: I didn't see it either. I had to go and see Ant-Man and the Wasp at the cinema. The Man uh, and the Wasp? What's that? Ant-Man.
0: Oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I thought you were talking about your mate Wasp by for a minute. No, 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 no. gone Ant- to visit him no. in the <laughs> eye hospital. Jesus, no.
1: No, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I highly recommend it. Is that good? It's better than all the Premier League action we've seen this weekend, definitely. Fucking
0: hell. Oh, right, so, oh, I'll um, go and see that.
1: The highlight of the Watford Spurs game for me was Hugo Lloris kicking the, the ball out from a, a goal kick and giving away a corner. Did you see that in the highlights?
0: <laughs> no, that's amazing.
1: He was trying to pass it square to a Spurs. I think it might have been Trippier, and um, just miskicked it, and it went out for a corner. And then he kind of gestured as, as if to say that the sun had got in his eyes or something like oh, that.
0: Ah, what? Fuck off! I tell you what. Talking of keepers being pricks, though, what about our friend Allison, or as mm. we call him, Ram- Ramesses. Ramesses. Whoa! He needs to adopt that
1: name soon because uh, he's got Alistair to do something.
0: He's got to do something because he made a prized cunt out of himself. Well, we predicted it. You you predicted it. You said it was coming. On last week's podcast, I said he's going to cost them a goal or some points. Well, he didn't um, cost them some points as it transpired, but he certainly cost them a goal. And he was an absolute dickhead, wasn't he?
1: Totally. And no one seems bothered about it. Liverpool fans seem to be quite blase about it. Uh, Jurgen Klopp said something like, uh, "I've been looking forward to his first mistake." So you know, oh, if, if 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 they're all right with it, then then I'm all right with it. It might cost them three points at some point. It might cost them a place. It might cost them the title. It might cost them a place in the Champions League. Who knows? But if, don't you want
0: don't, don't you want Liverpool to win the league? Do you want them to?
1: I'm not asked. I'm, I'm really. I knew you say you weren't asked. I, I said at the beginning of this series of podcast, I'm I'm I have got the same level of revulsion towards every other team that isn't Sunderland um, yeah
0: so you but how can you say that but how can you possibly stay engaged in watching the Premier League if you don't have any investment in it at all like you're uh, indifferent to wins
1: contractual obligation to do these podcasts
0: okay <clears throat> interesting I'm
1: just a a, a cool minded keen eyed observer
0: well that's that then who Arsenal won again didn't they
1: Arsenal won again. I was disappointed with that one <clears throat> because um, Lacazette's late goal ruined it for me. I've, I've decided that 2-2 two, two is my favourite result as a neutral mm. <clears throat> because you're never going to get a 3-3. Three, 3-3 three. Three, three is a rare as hen's teeth. Very rare. 1-1 one, yeah. one is dull yeah. usually, but 2-2 two, two is a lovely result. It's sumptuous. It's laden with goals. Mm. Uh, it's achievable in the way that 3-3 three, three isn't. But yeah. it, and it, it looked like that was going to finish as a nice two-two, with you know Cardiff coming back from behind a couple of times, and then Lacazette went and fucking ruined it with a with a last-minute winner.
0: Yeah, fucker. Arsenal still aren't. I mean, you know they've they've had two results that in a sense were lucky, in as much as they came up against West Ham, who everyone beats, and then Cardiff they nicked a uh, uh, they nicked a goal where it should have ended two-all. Two so yeah. they're still a work in progress.
1: We still know nothing about them. We can't see mm. where they're going to finish. We know West Ham are fucked. Yeah. You know. But West Ham,
0: it's, it's true, isn't it? West Ham's only hope now. It's like, let's get it right. Sorry to go back to it, but I can't stop thinking about it. It's like, we might as well just fucking face facts that we will go down mm. with the team and the manager we've got. So we might as well just fucking get Big Sam or Moisey in now and stop But you've had them about. before, the
1: fact the fans would not accept that. Who are you going to bring in? Yeah, can, you just can, get you
0: just you get get someone and you just say, look, we'll just get Big Sam to do what he did with Everton last year. He'll come. We'll pay him a load of money I'm and then we'll fuck pride. him off again. Fuck hell. Yeah, we might we might have to. You can't fuck around, can you? There's too much money at stake. You I mean, cannot but, but, dick around.
1: Would would Allardyce come back? Of course he would. Completely he'd come shameless. back. He'd love it. He'd come back. Of
0: course yeah, he'd come he would. back for the money. Yeah. i admire him for yeah. it. Go, yeah. I'll fucking come back. Pay me the right money. And and you know what? I want a three-year contract and I know you're going to sack me at the end of the season so you'll just have to pay the whole lot up.
1: Pay <laughs> it off again, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Having already paid up Pellegrini on his three-year contract for whatever extortionate amount of money he's being paid because I think he's amongst <coughs> like the top three or four best-played managers in the Premier League. Again, pretentious, right?
1: And this is the kind of thing that spirals out of control and ends up in you going bust, basically.
0: It's basically like... It was, it was basically like when I was at school and I got a Filofax. Right. Let that sink in.
1: Yeah. Well, what did, did my, you, did, what did you I have
0: for I, I got it for free and I got a, a Filofax because I thought, yeah, next <clears> level. This will yeah. impress the ladies. Of course, it didn't impress the ladies. 14 year old girls aren't impressed by leather bound diary organisers.
1: Did you have m- many details in it? Did you have the details of the ladies in there?
0: No, I didn't have anything. <clears throat> I probably had, like, my mum's number, maybe my dad's number. <laughs> the diary was empty. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, just school every short. day.
1: Just, just, just like West Ham United right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Can and I, that's
1: what West <clears> Ham... <throat> it's,
0: like, it's, like, it's like me getting a file of facts. It's delusions. <laughs> this, this is, is it. it! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite
1: Jalapeño Can I just apologise for the state of my voice My voice has been yeah, shot It's been shot by um, The Stadium of Light on Saturday When what I happened? watched one of the most Psychedelic refereeing Performances I've ever seen <laughs> By um, <clears throat> I don't even know what his fucking name was But he sent off uh, Sunderland's Max Power
0: Ah oh, what for, a name
1: um, for, for basically you know, you know the cynical foul That I think it was Paul Allen did in the 1980 FA Cup final.
0: No, he had it done against no, him done, by it Willie by Young. Young wasn't yeah. that's right. The yeah. ultimate professional foul.
1: <clears throat> and they they brought in the red card after that because Yeah. because back then it was still a yellow. They brought in the the red for the professional foul. Yeah. Well, Max Power did one of those. Lovely. Um, in the first half, but just near the halfway line, there was a, yeah. um, a an Oxford midfielder running away, so Power just tripped him. Yeah. Uh, yellow card there was nothing violent about it it wasn't stopping a goal scoring opportunity fucking red card came out and then after that the, the referee gave yellows for at least one other that should have been a red and um, th- the whole thing was just a fucking farce so I, I, I did a lot of shouting and my voice is a bit shot so I just want to apologise for that
0: but you pride yourself on not becoming emotional about football in matters you let yourself down didn't you
1: no, at Sunderland I do. I go really? nuts at Sunderland, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I'm in the family enclosure as well. I'm going to get kicked out Oh, of this,
0: God, me? yeah, you will, mate. Uh,
1: there's, there's a sticker on my seat that says, please do not swear you're in the family enclosure.
0: Oh, and I've my tri- I've God. Tr- I've
1: tried peeling it off. So do you take
0: both your kids with you?
1: No, nah, just my son. Just the boy? Just my boy. But uh, he, he's kind of hardened to the swearing now. He knows He knows what it's right. about.
0: Yeah, fair enough. He probably so finds it impressive. Sorry? He probably finds it impressive.
1: Yeah, he does. He thinks it's cool. He thinks I'm the yeah. coolest man alive. Quite yeah. right as well. Um, Back to the Premier League. Burnley versus Manchester United yesterday. Uh, Manchester United decided to turn it on for once. Yeah. I don't know whether that was because they're playing against Burnley, who, let's face it, a fucking knackered. They are fucked Ten I mean, matches all season. You,
0: you wonder what will happen to them Don't you I mean I'm sure they're too good To get themselves into trouble But we've seen <clears> it happen We've seen teams who have Flourished one season I remember George Burley's Ipswich Town Good yeah. example Of a side who They You know as you've said before Flew too close to the sun Andy
1: Yeah George and Burley was Icarus
0: he was Icarus, wasn't he? And he was. uh, and then the next season, it was yeah. it was the, the fact that they were in Europe was what undid them really, because they had to expand their squad a bit. So like um, needy George, yeah, they, exactly. By expanding the squad, you then meddle with the uh, you know the dynamic and the chemistry yeah. that has made them successful in the first place. They didn't,
1: they didn't reverse the mechanism, but they definitely fucked with it.
0: They tampered with the mechanism. Tampered
1: with the mechanism, yeah. exactly. No George one's ever going to
0: reverse it, it apart tam- from that tam- one tam- time.
1: mechanism!
0: Bill Kenwright's the only man to have ever actually reversed a mechanism. Yeah. But, you know, not everyone can be Bill Kenwright. Oh,
1: not exactly. Ev- not,
0: not everyone is a West End theatrical... Impresario. Oh,
1: that's my life motto. Don't try mm. and be Bill Kenwright. You can't exactly. pull it off. Exactly, <laughs>
0: because you're but, not him and you never will be. Yeah,
1: the Manchester United fans uh, flew their little banner above the sky in Burnley yesterday. What did it say? Uh, it said, Ed Woodward, a specialist in failure.
0: Fucking hell.
1: Yeah, they've spent like money <laughs> on um, hiring someone to, to make that banner and then fly it in an aeroplane above above
0: turf and water hell. and what's it mean <laughs> I mean if I was Edward Wood if I was Edward Wood sat there in my corporate seat yeah you yeah,
1: know
0: a free a, dinner oh you've just had your free dinner you yeah. know there's some sort of fucking buffet waiting for you at half time cheese you're, board you're surrounded yeah you've got you've got this you think I've got cheese board coming up free surrounded yeah. by top quality Burnley Fanny he's thinking yeah. look at this I'm dripping in in Burnley, Fanny. I've got a free cheese board waiting for me at half time, and yeah. and I've got a chauffeur-driven Bentley outside waiting yeah. to take me home. And these, oh look, and, what's that up there those in the sky? fuckers stood over there in the freezing cold, right? Not not uh, barely any quality, Fanny to speak of. <laughs> They're having to pay for their cheap watered-down lager at halftime before getting on a stuffed train to get back to their house. And I'm the specialist in failure, am I? <laughs> I don't fucking think so. I've told you before that Ed Woodward, though, lives down south. Um, because, right. And he, he lives in my area because right. unless my Turkish barber is a liar... He said, "Yeah, it's Ed Woodward. He come in here all the time. My 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 Turkish barber knows everything about football. He's like an encyclopedic right. knowledge it's, of you." It's not
1: Edward Woodward, the actor. No, it's not the
0: Equaliser. It? Okay. It's Ed Woodward, Ed Woodward, which is the noise that you make if you do a fart in the bath, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Ed Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> Edward Woodward. Wood. <laughs>
1: well, there's no reason for him to live in Manchester. Edward, why, why would he need to live in Manchester? Why does he need to be there? Yeah,
0: they've forever? got London offices, which is where all the action goes on, because really what they are is yeah. a commercial entity. They're a franchise, yeah. like, um, what, you, what would you call it? Harnessing your commercial potential across all markets and geographical like that. areas. That's what they basically do And football is just like a little thing, like, at the front. And, uh, yeah. but he said he comes in all the time. My barber reckoned that he came in after the 2014 World Cup for a trim and said, we need a defender. Who do you think? You know a lot about football. And he said that he recommended <laughs> to him Marcus Rojo, the fucking silly Argentinian yeah. Rojo. <laughs> so he
1: went for and a- he
0: said he got, he got him because I told him. So, so now, when I, I don't go in very often so obviously I'm bald, but occasionally, rather than use the clippers at home uh, for a treat, I'll go in and get him to shave my head. But the main reason I do it is, is for, a chat up about, for a chat about football. And I yeah. go, so what's going on with United? Who are they going to sign? And he gives me a load of inside info. And it all comes off. No. But he no. goes, oh, no. yes, that deal didn't work out in the end, unfortunately. Edward was very upset about that one.
1: I tell you who else comes in here. Taribo West. <laughs> I'm going to try and get him hooked up with Manchester United for a top <laughs> comeback.
0: West. Wow, what a hairdo that was.
1: <laughs> so, so, yeah, this banner flew above the, uh, the turf moor. I don't know if it inspired the players or not, but they won. Um, but fucking hell, Manchester United fans flying a banner. Is it not just a bunch of babies who are just not getting everything they're own with? Yeah. I mean, in context, in the grand scheme of things, they didn't get to sign a centre-back that they wanted. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, it. that's it.
0: You're right. You're so right. They've got one of the world's top managers. They've got the world, someone who was the world's most expensive player, Pogba. They have got a team stuffed full. I mean, in the January transfer window, they signed Arsenal's best player on something like fucking half a million pound a week, right? And he can't really even get in the team, nor can Martial. They are are oversubscribed with top global talent and they didn't get to sign a centre-back in the summer, so suddenly they're flying things in the sky. The likes of me and you dream of one day being able to fly something in the sky. But it's a privilege that will probably never be afforded to people like you and me. It,
1: it's been a, it's been a really bad weekend for the Sky because there was that, and there was the the Sadiq Khan balloon as well in London, yeah. which got about twelve feet off the ground. Yeah. Um. And I think that the air mm. as a platform yeah. for protest has been sullied this weekend. We've only got that fella down south on the southeast coast in Sussex. Mm the paraglider who's been zooming around and swearing at everyone. He's the only one, you know, keeping the thing alive. The Man United fans and and the balloon cunts. They they had the
0: access to the sky and they wasted it with a shit. Yeah, exactly. An absolute shit banner that was pointless. And then you've got, um, yeah, the, the Sadiq Khan thing. And by the way, no one really knew what the point of that Sadiq Khan thing was. It seemed to be trying to make about 12 points in one. And failed to land any of them, so that yeah. that was shit. If I wanted to make Tw- if I wanted to make a sky protest, I'd probably get in touch with the Sussex paraglider, and I'd yeah. try to contract out to him because he seems to have mastered the whole thing.
1: It's nailed I'll it. I'd say next exactly. na- next
0: time you're out having a fly around and a swear up, could you just yeah. mention this podcast, Top Flight Time Machine? You know, just a couple of times. <laughs> There's fifty quid right <laughs> that's me and Andy have chipped in there's 50 quid and you just say it a bit like we do with sponsors on the podcast it's like go out do your swearing but just briefly in the middle of your swear up say if you like football and idiots and swearing then why not try Top Flight Time Machine yeah and <laughs> news thing yeah because he's an influencer now you know yeah, like the Kardashians
1: influencer. yeah definitely We'll probably talk more about the Sadiq balloon on the next news yeah. thing. I think I've got a few things to say about that. Uh, but getting back to Burnley Manchester United though Paul Pogba did his, uh, took a penalty and he did his little penalty trot again. Oh yeah. That he did at the first game of the season against Leicester but it failed miserably this time. He did a little trot like you know when a, when a kid's pretending to be uh, riding a horse and they put a little broomstick between them. Yeah legs.
0: like me when I was being Dick Turpin. Being I, Dick I know Turpin. only too yeah, well exactly what you're like talking that. about.
1: Yeah. The The trot. Uh, Pogba did the Dick Turpin trot uh, but it failed this time penalty got saved and also Marcus Rashford got sent off for of gently putting the nut on Phil Bardsley did you see that?
0: No I heard about it
1: well the, the, they, it was a coming together as the ball went out for a, I think it was a corner and um, Bardsley lashed out and kicked Rashford it totally escaped justice for that it got away with that Rashford got up and just gently put his forehead against Bardsley's forehead um, and then this is Phil Bardsley. This is the man who knocked out Wayne Rooney in his kitchen.
0: Is that right? I didn't know he'd done
1: that. Yeah, there was video footage and everything. It's in one of the Sunday oh, papers yeah. a while ago. <clears throat> I'll, I'll hook you up with it.
0: it whose kitchen was um, it? Was it Wayne's kitchen or Bardsley's kitchen?
1: I think it might have been Wayne's kitchen. If Wayne Rooney and Phil Bardsley are socialising with each other, whose house are they going to be at? It's going to be, it's it's gonna gonna be Wayne's. It's always going to be Wayne's. It's going to be bigger. Yeah. It's going to be like, come in the mine. I've got a bigger kitchen for
0: us to fight. I've got in. a bigger telly.
1: I've got a jug box. Yeah. You haven't got a jug box, Phil. Come round the map. Yeah. Man.
0: I've got spa so I've think, got one of those think... space invader tables.
1: Yeah. So. Um beanbags, all that. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was I think it was probably Wayne in Rooney's kitchen, but yeah. Imagine
0: being spot, knocked man. out in your own kitchen, mate.
1: That fucking humiliation. Yeah. Can you imagine it what do you do when you come round do you, does, what, how awkward is the conversation when you come round yeah you've
0: got to ask him does, to leave unless he has, he's, he's it. already it, fucked off when you're unconscious but that would be cowardly yeah probably, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Bardsley got some smelling salts out of something <laughs> waited for him to come round and then just went right I'll, I'll, I'll just be off then wait yeah
0: Yeah I think it's, thanks for
1: a good nightmare. I
0: think it's best
1: this, this is, is it,
0: it. Chelsea won
1: uh Yeah, it was awful though. It was just really perfunctory and and rudimentary and there was nothing of of, of any note about it that I saw. Uh, Manchester City again, they beat Newcastle, but what what do you expect? Newcastle just went there and just expected defeat. Yeah. They got a surprise goal. They got a
0: surprise goal. It wasn't a bad goal either. Um, City, yeah, (laughs) I mean, it was like not a big spectacular win, but they can't win big and spectacular every week.
1: No, exactly. You've got to be. Ple- if you're a City fan, and you- you've got to get sick of like the six nils against Huddersfield. Yeah. And you- you've got to take pleasure from from one that you grind out. Yeah, exactly. If not, it's um, like eating
0: angel delight every single night for dinner or for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You- it would very quickly, yeah. it would very quickly become sickening and boring, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Now and again, you need some wheat Bix with butter on it. Yeah, exactly. Brighton two, Fulham two. My favourite result, the two two. Yeah. That um, was a good game. And it was it looked really good and of course uh fulham went two nil ahead and then brighton came back in front of their home fans so it was super exciting glenn
0: murray's probably um, the the like manliest man in the prem isn't he glenn Murray. yeah
1: I, I i hadn't realized how much of a bastard he is yeah. and they showed a few examples on match of the day of him sort of like getting right into defenders and putting his arms around them and getting a few elbows in here Yeah, and, uh, he's a proper proper old fashioned stuff. He's one
0: man. of those players once in a while a championship player comes into the Premier yeah. League and thrives. Uh Ricky Lambert. Yeah. Uh was it was yep. it Grant Holt the one who played for Norwich?
1: That's right. Ricky Lambert of course has now retired from public life. Yeah. He's, <clears>
0: he's and he works
1: um, he works in a glue factory.
0: That really? Is that right? That's That's nice, no, no. nice stuff.
1: Let's let's pretend it yeah. is
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I can see, Cle- I can see Glen Murray doing something like that himself once he's done. I mean, I was looking him up on yeah. Wikipedia because I thought, oh, he's an anachronism, and he, uh, and he's just, yeah, he's been going for years. He's played for bright. This is the second time he's played for Brighton, but of course, he played yeah. for their arch rivals, Palace. He spent years and years at places like Reading and Rochdale, and you know, he's been, he's a, he's yeah. a, he's the consummate journeyman. But right now. He's amongst the top few strikers in the Premier League.
1: He's a proper footballer. Yeah. Moving on from that, Gary Mabbott had his foot eaten by a rat last week.
0: Yeah, that was a shame. Was that to do with his diabetes?
1: Um, I assume it was, yeah. yeah. I assume that the the lack of blood sugar uh, attracted the rat for, for, you know, scientific reasons that I don't really yeah, understand. Yeah, Gary. And, and, and the rat got stuck in.
0: Gary Mabbott used to have a. Uh, Allowance to have a small pocket sewn onto his shorts at Tottenham, so he could carry a sugar cube around, because like like a horse, <laughs> he needed to consume a sugar cube once uh, during the game to to you know stave off um, Just diabetic one coma solitary
1: sugar yeah. cube. Did he have specially uh, specially made large sugar cubes? So I think standard? it was
0: standard size, but I wonder whether or not he still has that sugar cube on him, and that attracted the rats because they can smell it.
1: Right, when I when I. Used to go in the British home stores uh-huh. with me, me mum yeah. and
0: me nana yeah. when I was a kid. Always with a nana. Uh, used to go- you know you're not allowed into yeah. a British home stores without a nana. Without a they nana,
1: won't let you in. Yeah. Well, they excuse me, down as a excuse result.
0: me, young man. Do you have your nana with you? Yeah, she's just she's just uh, coming. Well, I'm afraid you can't come well, in until she's holding your hand.
1: And it, do you remember they used to have like uh, you used to be able to hire a nana? Outside, yeah. if you didn't have if you had bought
0: your own they'd, they'd or lined, your own they'd they'd had died,
1: be lined up like, like like almost like prostitutes, and you <laughs> give them a pound, and, and, and they, they, <sighs> a, a nana would come in and accompany you at the British Home Stores and escort you round.
0: They'd be there and, uh, in see, in their twin sets, but like sticking yeah. their leg out, showing a little bit of leg. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so we used to go in and have, have a cup of tea, and uh, there used to be individual sugar lumps. Actually, they were a pack of two sugar lumps, sugar cubes yeah. rather. Yeah. Uh, nicely wrapped and I used to sit there and, and eat two sugar cubes while, uh,
0: <laughs> like like a horse and my nana yeah.
1: and my mom, like a horse like Gary Mabbot. Yeah, <laughs> so that's my sugar cube <laughs> anecdote yeah.
0: I'd, I, no lie I would love to do a podcast just about BHS and other lesser department stores in the 80s and the relative merits of their canteens
1: I think we've got now we've now got between us a list of about 14 different other podcasts that we'd like to do yeah. but we just haven't got the time to we do them all. I've, thought, I've thought of one during this one we're doing now but I'm not going to say what it is is it about the sky exit.
0: a whole podcast just about <clears throat> the sky no that's another sky one sky news <clears throat> sky news like the channel sky news but this is literal it's just things that have happened in the sky that week
1: yeah this, this is, is it. it there's one other story I want to look at before we go yeah. um, <clears throat> before my voice completely packs up and it, it's the non-league, it's Ricky Town, and their owner, their controversial owner, Glenn Tamplin, yeah. has sensationally put the club up for sale and made accusations of snorting cocaine in the toilet.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, that's not that bad. I mean, he should just employ the Frank McIverney defence. Ah, oh, it's just a wee bit of Charlie.
1: <laughs> exactly. Now, he says that the police approached him at the stadium on Saturday as they, they lost at walking, so it was a, an away match cocaine sniff. Mm.
0: Best sort, um, best sort.
1: They, yeah, Ed Woodward at Burnley. Um, yeah, they approached him at the stadium before pulling him over later on and repeating the accusation in front of his children. Uh, and he, he said, "What bastards!
0: Why did they have to say it in front of his kids?" Hey, exactly. Hey, pull over. You've been on the old uh, nose up of you're in the bogs again. Not in front of the kids, mate. I'm
1: here with me kids. Yeah,
0: exactly. What are
1: you doing. But I just a, a quick overview of Glenn Tamplin's... Uh, time at Billy Rickey. he purchased the club in December 2016 and signed former Premier League players such as Paul Koncheski Jamie O'Hara and Jermaine Pennant uh, 2017-18 he then took over as manager guided the club to the first round of the FA Cup and then in 2018 February following three straight defeats and a disagreement with his players he sacked himself <laughs> and then re- reinstated himself two days later now, does any of that sound cockney at all? No,
0: it just sounds like sound <laughs> rational business sense. It's, it's the perfect way to run is. a football club.
1: Yeah. None of that. None of that. Making yourself manager, signing up a load of Premier League players. None of that. Sacking sounds yourself then
0: reinstating it's- yourself.
1: None of that sounds cocaine at all, does
0: it? Dramatically veering between euphoria and self-hatred. No, none of that sounds like sort of stuff inspired by cocaine.
1: So there we go, that's Glenn. We'll see what happens next with Glenn
0: Tamplin. On our Glenn Tamplin podcast that we're launching, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) 26 parts. Right, that's about it for this week, I reckon. And we'll have another uh, Premier League season podcast later in the week. It'll be 2002, 2003, I reckon. And that's about it.
0: Thanks everyone. Thanks for listening and for have listening. a lovely week.
1: Yeah, keep watching the skies. Cheers. Bye Here we go Here we go Here we
0: go, Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This, this is, is it. it Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?